Hello, it's Anna Perro and Sophie Little here. We run Soundyard and we are the producers of Chris Skinner's Countryside Podcast. We're excited to tell you we've been nominated for an award. It's a public vote, so if you'd like to vote for us, well, that would just be amazing. You can head to norfolkartsawards.org. Look out for Soundyard. We're under the Broadcast and Media Award. And it's such a pleasure putting the show together and listening with you. So let's join Chris and Matthew on High Ash Farm. This is Budika Wai at High Ash Farm, a public footpath that runs across most of the northern boundary of High Ash Farm. And I opened it up properly about two years ago. It was completely overgrown. But it's quite an ancient byway. It has never been tarmacked, and yet great swathes of this area uh, have flint laid in side by side very neatly from stone pickers. That's my dog Rat, the terrible terrier. <laughs> He's leading the way <laughs> down towards a patch of teasels and I know there's a rabbit warren down there further and he just likes sniffing about some lovely ivy in flower there. And last week's programme, we looked at one of our woodland butterflies. It's always surprising as many people just don't associate butterflies with woodland. But nearly half our butterfly species have some relationship with woodland during their lifespan. And there are four particular ones. The one we looked at last week, which was the speckled wood. And then we got the white admiral, the red admiral, to some extent a small white butterfly as well. I think we can include that. It's called small or the wood white. And then there's one other which is at its peak at this time of the year. Many butterflies getting near the end of their life cycle. But you've got to have sharp eyes to see it because it is incredibly well camouflaged. And I'm probably talking to myself at the moment because I'm scanning up beside the undergrowth on the side here. Lots of blackberries, uh, some bright red still to come out and ripen, uh, some hair coming up in front of me. Let's just have a careful look to see if there's anything here to interest us. Um, ah, right, we are so lucky I have spotted something here. It's unique, really, amongst that group of butterflies that I gave you because of its wing shape. It really doesn't look worth looking at at all. It looks like it's had a severe accident with some predator and the the wings are deeply serrated oh it's just opened its wings let's get i've got a little camera in my hand let's see if it can be obliging and let us get a bit closer it's the comma butterfly and it's partially got its wings open sun shining and it's feasting on blackberry 
just imbibing the juices. It is a stunningly beautiful little creature. Oh, yeah, it's opened its wings up nicely for us. On the underside of the wings, gives it its name. There's a little white punctuation mark in the shape of a comma. And this is quite a dark specimen. And what's probably happened is it's really freshly emerged. I can see the body, the thorax, and the abdomen. And they're very, very furry indeed. I won't go in much closer with the camera because I don't want to scare it. I'm only six, seven inches away. So we'll scan back a little bit and let it carry on feasting. So this is one of the species that hibernates as an adult over the winter. Beautiful creature. And usually in ivy, occasionally, I've got some old bridges on the farm, occasionally it will hibernate in with some peacocks and small tortoiseshell as well. And it has various food plants. The, the adult in March and April, when it comes out of hibernation, oh, it's just shut its wings. We can just go back in with that camera, I hope. It's almost invisible, so I don't actually know what I'm pointing the camera at, but I can see a very distinctive white comma on the underside of the wings. Oh, another one's just come in and almost landed on my ear. <laughs> ah. Beautiful. I'll go back again because I really don't want to frighten it off. So the first broods often laid on stinging nettles when they come out of hibernation. They then hatch out and the caterpillars go through various molt stages. <laughs> they look exactly like bird droppings, the caterpillars, and each time the shape and colour of the little caterpillar changes a, a little bit. They're black and with white on them, and it really does look like a bird dropping. <laughs> then these hatch out and uh, form a little cocoon. Sometimes the eggs of the adults are laid on elm, and because we've got much fewer far fewer elm trees out in, particularly in the Norfolk countryside because of Dutch elm disease. Although at the other end of Boudicca Way, there's a fabulous English elm. I can't get my arms around it and it's unaffected by Dutch elm disease. And sometimes they will lay their eggs in your garden on red currant species, um, any other currants as well. They, that seems to be suitable. And at this time of the year, um, that generation that hibernated over last winter will have died. A second generation is reared, and some of those are much, much lighter than the specimen in front of us. And it's a sort of phenomenon. We don't know quite what causes it, but... Uh, look at this, Terrier, when you're trying to be quiet and film somebody's walking down Boudicca Way. We don't know quite what causes it, but it's a phenomenon known as Hutchinsai. It ends in the letter I, and uh, then they will bring out a brood as well at this time of the year. Sort of mid, we're actually past the middle of September. I knew that dog would, um, let's just have a look at him. There he is. It, more trouble than he's worth. 
There. I, I knew it. Never work with animals, especially one called rat. And this time of the year, this second brood is very, very beautiful, dark colours. So the light form actually changes completely and uh, you're left with this generation. And this is the one which actually overwinters over the winter months. So it will spend our winter in that cold weather. This delicate animal, absolutely stunningly beautiful, spends our winter in ivy usually, um, close to the tree trunk. And again, that serrated edge of the wing, and it's got its wings closed nicely. Oh, there it is, just opened the wings, very obliging. Oh, you couldn't have anything better. It's getting drunk on the juices of blackberries there. And uh, the camouflage of those wings, which I think is completely unique amongst all butterfly species. I don't think it's another butterfly with this wing formation. And helps it camouflage it completely. So many stages of its life uh, when it's hibernating with the wings shut you can't really see it. I was so lucky to see this specimen and then the little uh, caterpillar stages that look exactly like bird droppings. I mean you couldn't make this up and look at this it's just sunning itself. I'll bring the camera around like that and it shut its wings become invisible I'll move the camera to the side so you can see the white comma once more. Triple wow. That's made my day. Although it's a lovely brown butterfly with the black markings on the upper side of the wing. To me, it's a red letter day, without doubt. The comma butterfly. Car, you terrible terrier. <laughs> he is, he's leading the way. He thinks he's done a really good job. He's scaring off the walkers. <laughs> Talk about territorial. He's territorial the terrible. <laughs> Rat in the car. <laughs>